Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where two rugby league tragics are talking everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I'm the chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. It means we are exactly one week from State of Origin 3 uh, as we record this group. We are literally recording this, what I would say is exactly one week out. We're uh, just after 8pm on Wednesday evening here on the 5th of July. Uh, There's so much happening in rugby league. We didn't get a podcast in last week, so we've got plenty to talk about this week. We're going to be talking about State of Origin 2. The teams have been picked for State of Origin 3. In between all of that, we've got NRL matches. We've got games coming up this week with teams having buyers. We've got players switching clubs. We've got players refusing to do media, but no one's refusing to do any form of talking here on Carpool Rugby League. Um, Jeez, it's almost a case of where do we start, mate, because there's plenty going on. And um, really, I, I suppose the talk of the town, even though it is a dead rubber down here in Sydney, is the lead up to the next origin. Well, yeah, it's got a bit of publicity. Um, it's interesting, this game of rugby league, that there's something dominating the media, but it only lasts for about a yeah, day at most because something <laughs> replaces it. <laughs> like, the next thing, yeah. you know, we, we had the the uh, the hammering of, of the Dragons, but that didn't last long because then we saw the, the annihilation of, uh, of the West Tigers and then, uh, to a, less, a lesser extent, that was taken over by by the Bulldogs, getting uh, absolutely caned by, of all teams, the Newcastle Knights. Um, and that you know, there's been the on the Ben Hunt. Well, that's sort of faded away now because there's other mm-hmm. bigger dramas. The selections of Origin when they came out on Monday morning, and a lot of repercussions there. Um. And then, uh, you know, tonight we hear that uh, the players' union are taking action um, with no players to, to do any uh, talking anymore. Um, tomorrow there might be something else. There, look, there is no doubt there'll be something else. And as far as we, we, we do these podcasts once a week, and it's almost as though, you know, the podcast drops people if you're a day or two late onto it. Um, there's always other news to add to it, but geez, it just shows you could you could talk for hours and hours, and sometimes we do. Um, <laughs> but really, no, that's we'll, true. Yeah. we'll go with the um, we'll go with uh, the state of origin theme to kick things off because uh, we haven't had a good chat since the previous state of origin game two, which was on uh, the twenty first of June. Seems like a long time ago now. Thirty two to six the uh, Queensland Maroons defeated the New South Wales Blues. A lot of interesting things coming out of this game. Obviously we're going to get to the teams. I'll go through the changes in a moment. But um this was another game, Griffo, where the Maroons really I was gonna say blew the blues off the uh, off the park. Um very interesting game where the Maroons just seem to to tick the boxes, do the right things. 
Um, whereas New South Wales, they were um, they were hit early with a key injury, and there's been a lot of criticism over the way they uh, they dealt with that, and uh, Damian Cook filling in at centre. Well, it didn't work. Um, I understood to some degree the theory that he was probably the quickest player on the bench, but it didn't work. <clears throat> um, I'm not going to go on too much. No. Um, but they were the 17 they chose. They weren't expecting a centre to go down in after two minutes. Um, first half, Queensland were by far the better side, but I think both their tries had some question marks. Uh, there was two forward passes in one of the tries, and the other one was a knock-on. <laughs> and then they went in 10-0 up. But they deserved to be up, even though the two tries were dubious at best. Um, but in the second half, it was all maroon. And New South Wales had a lot of ball on Queensland's line. <clears throat> Basically, just couldn't score. I mean, I think they got one try from uh, from centre Damien Cook. Um, there was some good sort of uh, play from him. But for the rest of the game, they literally could not get the ball over the line. Um and hence, you know, changes had to be made. Mm. Um, so, you know, we might talk about what some of those changes are if you want. Yeah, because it, it actually leads into that conversation I was, I was going to have about some of the changes. Um, one of the first changes I was going to talk about is a key position in any team, and that's the 5-8. Whenever we're talking about uh, changes to, to halves, it's, it's, it's a big part of the game that, the game and the game plan is centred around the halves. Uh, Jerome Luai will not be playing for the Blues in Game 3. Cody Walker will be playing in this New South Wales Blues team. Uh, I've been following a lot of the media this week, Griffo. Um, and I've seen a lot of interviews with both Brad Fittler and um, Greg Alexander, mainly the ones I saw uh, were courtesy of um, NRL 360 where it was interesting to see Greg Alexander when talking about this decision, he effectively said the only thing that kept Walker out was that out of game two was the possibility. I mean, it was the injury, basically. They couldn't yeah. guarantee that he'd play. Yeah. Uh, he, he almost conceded and said, look, we, we, we wanted him for game two. Um, and Brad Fittler, I saw him also in some media basically say, look, we, we need to score points. And... Yeah. Um, we weren't scoring points with Jerome Luai. It was it was as simple as that. So Cody Walker comes in. Uh, they'll be hoping that a lot of the the creativity and attack that he um, that centered around his play from South Sydney comes over to the Blues side. I'd, I'd imagine this would be purely looking to to spark the attack. For sure, I agree with the change. Um, with that change, and as you said. It did appear Cody Walker would have been selected for game two had he have not had that injury cloud that he was under at the time. Um, his form's been fantastic in attack for the Rabbitohs. And I guess uh, they're thinking, well, hopefully he can create tries because that's been the big problem for the Blues. Um, you know, I, th- I thought Luai... Well, he wasn't the worst player for New South Wales, far from it. But I did think they needed a change there. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I support that change. Um, mm. The when I, when I first saw the team, um, and it was a little bit released a little bit later than what I thought. I was I was listening to a program and they were saying, "Oh, well, you know, we're going to bring you the team. We're going to bring you the team." By the time I finished my walk, there was still no team. I thought I'll get on the website, and uh, and the name that stuck out was was Bradman Best. Mm. Now, I was thinking it was like Steve Bradbury Munbest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone else must have fallen over, but um, don't tell that to Brandy because he might get a bit upset. But from what we saw, yeah. in 360, <laughs> yeah, but, I saw uh, that, yeah. Um, look, Bradman Best is a guy that they've they've tarred, like they, they've they've had him in this the pathways. Yes, and he yeah, was he's a, been an emerging schoolboy star. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Personally, I would not have picked him, but I'm supporting him because he's going to wear blue next Wednesday. I'll be there. Um. If he can get the job done, great. Like, for mine, I don't think he's had a great year in a team that hasn't had a great year. Um, uh, apparently, he had a blinder against the Bulldogs. And there's the key. He was playing against the Bulldogs. Now, I'm not going to criticize Bradman Best. I do, however, think that, you know, there were some other candidates that maybe I would have thought of beforehand and if you're looking at recent form, I think the form center has been Isaac Tango. Oh, um, yeah. And then they said they did consider him. Mm. Um, but look, it is what it is. <clears throat> um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to have a go at Bradman best. If he gets the job done, well, he is the best. Um, let's hope so good luck to him yeah. we know that Bradman's the best when it comes to cricket but uh, let's yeah. hope it is here the other yeah. name that um, not not to get into a, you know who we should have picked who we shouldn't have picked um, obviously there's a lot of injuries in that area the other name that I actually thought I'd see on the sheet um, when I was hearing that you know Campbell Graham was still going to be out for an extended period of time I, I thought Tony Staggs would have got the spot he was the person I was yeah. actually expecting to, to um, see there so uh, it was apparently he was. was, a bit of a curve, was a uh, I didn't really see the Broncos Dolphins game, but apparently the hammer gave him a bit of a bath. Um, about three times he beat him, so I guess they thought, well, that's not a good matchup if you're going to come up against the hammer again. Um, right. You know, like a week and a half later. We've, we've seen him. We've seen him get around enough people in Origin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, 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 um, it's, 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 it's a tough one though, isn't it? Um, and, and, and many are saying that, many are saying that, and that's what Brandy got a bit fired up about because many are saying that, um, I think what Brandy didn't like was the fact that people were saying, oh, he got picked off the back of one good yeah. game. And what Brandy yeah. was trying to say was, look, it wasn't the game, it wasn't that he's only had one good game. He's, as you said, been in the system for years. Yeah, He was someone who a couple of years ago I remember we were talking about the um, the New South Wales team and talking about him as being a possible, yeah, um, you know, bolter for the team and so on and so forth. So he's been in that system and and he seemed to get a lot of injuries, Graham. This this year yeah. he's been injury free. Um, look, 
Yeah, he's he's a guy who physically you look at him, you think this guy, you know, should be able to play rugby league. Um, apparently, and I've heard, you know, uh, on on various programs, apparently his stats are really good in defence, um, which is important. Um, he's going to be able to stop tries as well. He, we know he can score a try. He's got pace. He's got size. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have picked him, but he's there, and, and I'm going to support him 100%. Definitely. Uh, one of the other players coming into the side um, who's also making his debut, obviously it's best debut, uh, Keon Kalamatangi, uh, he's been someone who's been talked about a lot in regards to this New South Wales team, was injured earlier on in the year, uh, that impacted his ability to be part of the first game, uh, he was a part of the squad for the last game, um, so him coming in, uh, I think that uh, that makes sense for a lot of people if you're looking at back rowers, young uh, strong back rowers, uh, he was probably the next one off the production line. I think so. Um... Yeah. Uh, you're a South guy, so you would you'd, you'd know a lot more about Kilomatungi than what I would. Um, but he looks like a guy who's uh, again his 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 frame is is very much that of a of a powerful uh, wide forward. He's he's done he scores tries. Um, What's his defense like, Graham? I don't know. Yeah, no, he's, he's he's actually he's actually a really good defender. He's a strong defender, and there's even been okay. games this year where um, where Cameron Murray wasn't available, and he actually defended in the middle and did a good job. He was right. he was playing a fair bit in the middle there too. So, I think he'll he'll he's a solid player, and I think he's one of those players too where where he'll wear his heart on his sleeve, and I think that's what I think looking at some of these players that they've selected, I think they want people who want to play for the jersey. Um, And that's where I think some of these other players that are coming back in that have been in the side before, uh, where they're heading there as well. You've got Campbell Gillard coming back in. You've got Clint Gutherson coming in and Jacob Saifidi. I actually want to get your thoughts before I just lump all that together. Clint Gutherson getting the... um, the job on the bench. Obviously, this I think ties in a little bit to the conversation we we're having prior to the last game, where they didn't necessarily go with the utility back on the bench. You know, hindsight's a great thing. You can say you should have had one there. They could have, you know, reshuffled the back line. This time they're going with Gutherson, which is very interesting to see, considering um, it's effectively at the the expense of a possible Matt Burton being in the side. Um, thoughts on that selection of Clint Gutherson? He was another person who I thought, oh, okay, that's a bit different. I, I wasn't necessarily yeah. expecting oh, it's to different. be there. But yeah. It's different. Um, form-wise, you can't fault him. He's been really good, Gutherson. scoring a lot of tries this year. Um, he's a wholehearted player, and, and you know he's going to give everything he's got. <laughs> For mine... He's predominantly a fullback. I know he's had a little bit. He came into uh, into the NRL as a winger with Manly. Um, mm-hmm. We saw him play in the centres for the Blues in the other year, where we had no Turbo, no Latrell. Um, the year when apparently it was the worst Queensland side ever, we got beat. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, 
Look, I, I can't be again. I can't be critical of the player. Um, it's just when you look at the bench holistically, and you think, okay, you've got Isaiah Yo there, who essentially has been demoted from number thirteen, and I, I agree, Morish should have got the jersey there because. The attack wasn't working, and, and Isaiah Yo was, you know, partially responsible for that. You'd have to say the way that they played. Um, but I don't know if you're not picking him as as your starting lock. Where are they going to play him? Uh, it seems they're going to play him at prop. Uh, you know, um, he's a middle player. But he's he's had experience in the past. He came in as a centre into uh, mm. his NRL career. And then he was a second rower. But his career went forward to be one of the elite players in the game when he went to lock. So, okay, so he's there. Theoretically, he can cover a lot of positions, which is not a bad thing. But it seems as though he's going to be used as a middle forward, but probably yeah. a prop, just carting it up. Um, you got you've recalled Jacob Saifiti. Now again, he's part of a Newcastle team that had a big win last weekend, but down towards the bottom of the ladder. And I'll be honest that I can't tell the difference from one Saifiti to the other. Big, uh, you know, uh, lads from the Central Coast of Fiji and heritage who do a good job carting the ball up. And both of them, when they have played for New South Wales, have played well. But then you say, well, didn't they have a guy like that last week in uh, Stefano Utoikamanu, who essentially does the same thing? Mm. And he's gone after 11 minutes game time. Um, so that's a bit puzzling again. Paulo out of the side as well. Well, Paulo, yeah, okay. That you know, they probably thought, okay, well, Polo, Frizzell, and uh, Hudson Young's the other yeah, four. Hudson Young. Yeah. Um, all right. If that's how you're going to go, you're not ha- saying you're not happy with the way the forwards play, which it's hard to argue. Um, and then you've got Payne House out as well, injured. Yeah. So it's, it's big changes. Um, then you've got Spencer. Uh, on the reserves. Well, I'll get to I, is this where we're getting to? I, I feel like that's uh, where, uh, yeah, I, I dropped the gun, didn't I? Uh, yeah, well, no, uh, no, really. Like, that's, yeah, you I see what you're saying. Spencer. Now, Spencer Linu is not the best prop in the game. But I will stick my head out and say he's the best prop coming off the bench in the game. He plays short minutes. It's all about impact. And whenever he crosses that line from the bench to come onto the field, he makes a difference. I don't think there's anyone better at that role than him in any club. Now, uh, I look at the Queensland pack and I think, gee, be handy if uh, Spence was coming off the bench. To add that, just 
what he adds is no one else yeah. does it like like he does off the bench. Yeah, that impact. So I yeah. would have, I would have thought he would have been there. Like he he sort of was ruled out of selection early from game one because he had the uh, the unfortunate injury, and then I guess that might have had an impact on why he didn't get picked for two as well. <sighs> yeah, I I would have went with him there irrespective of whoever else you wanted. I would have... Yeah, I, I do understand they're bringing him into the system, but but there's no more games this year, so I'm not quite sure. Bugger, bugger the system. Yeah I, 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 yeah, I know yeah. what you mean, but it, we're, at, we're at the point. I, I see what you're saying. And I'm, I'm, I feel like I'd... I was at the point where you go, yeah, there's this system we're building, and oh, yeah, this would be experience. Yeah, but there's no more games. <laughs> Win <laughs> the game. Win yeah. the seri- series is gone. Put him in that's there. the thing. I, I actually, the first thought I had when I looked at the bench was it's light on. I was like you, I was trying to do all the, you know, it's like I'm trying to see the matrix to see how the interchange is going to work. Yeah. Because we've got a backup hooker in Reese Robson who may well start. They did that last yeah. time. Well, they so did last time. That out. Um, and he did a good job, there. Robson. Did, did a good job. I thought he did a wonderful job. Yeah. And that's where you start thinking, okay, well, if you want to have a two hooker rotation, and a utility back on the bench. As you said, we've got a prop and a lock on the bench. I I mean, I don't know if when Isaiah Yo comes on, does does he come on for one of the props? He's gonna come and, on for one of the props. He's gonna have to. And then and then what do you do? You have someone like Cameron Murray who's already played twenty or thirty minutes going into prop. Maybe. I don't know how effect, uh, I don't, that that that's you're gonna play uh, Yo in his normal role, yeah. You know, it's and strange. then go, it's strange. I, I, I'll be very interested to see how it works. I actually think, you know, long story short, I think the interchange bench is, is a bit light on. And I think considering this is a game where all of the... We've lost the, we've lost the forwards every game. We've lost the forward battle every game. And yep. this is where you've got selections like your Cody Walker, your Braben Bests, and so on and so forth. They're not going to get into the game unless we win the forwards. And I worry this is going to be a very tired forward pack come the 60th minute because there is, they're going to have to play some massive minutes, these players. So, they are. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. But um, look, we've also got, I think worth mentioning there, um, uh, although he won't play, um, it's it's a reward for just how good he's been, and he's one of our favourites, Scott Drinkwater, number eighteen. Yeah. I think that's yeah. great to see that he's in this uh, in this squad and in the in the chatter for for the Blues great, team mate. because he's been phenomenal. He has, and before the team was selected, after the the the, the demolition of of the of the West Tigers, and he was quizzed about state of origin and he said oh no look you know teddy's the man um etc etc and i thought well this guy could be someone that you had on the bench because what we're lacking is strike power he's he's just all x factor um yeah he's not the best defensive player but he's one of the best attackers in the NRL. And his, his form has been phenomenal in this run that the Cowboys are having. 
he's their best player. Mm. Him and Dearden, um, who both played when they played the Panthers, and they were the two guys that concerned me, and ultimately he won the game for them. Um, but in the games since then, both those guys have been outstanding. So I would have been happy to see him on the bench. Again, I, I'm not critical of Gutherson, but he's not X-Factor. Um, he's He'll give you 100%. But I think what you want from a bench is someone who can come on and change the game. Now, the Luke new Lewis. can do that. <laughs> Remember Frank the role that Luke Lewis that. used to play? Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Like... And that's not being critical of the other guys. Um, as I said, Gutherson's form's been fantastic. But he, I don't expect Clint Gutherson to come on and turn the game. I would expect Scott Drinkwater to come on or, and turn a game. He can do he'll, that. Do that try he scored in um, Golden Point against Penrith. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that, that type of play is what we're That's what we to, need. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we struggle to score tries. And he, he he's just class. Like yeah. um and good on him. He's he's gonna gonna get number eighteen. Um is is number eighteen gonna get on the field? I hope so. I hope so. I don't want someone to get or two guys to get knocked out. Um, but that's what it's gonna have to take. Or one and, and, and a report. Like uh I just think he he again him and Spencer, I would have had those two guys on the bench. Um, if you're going to play two hookers, fine. And then you've got one other guy um, who essentially would, I, again, have to be a, a front rower. But, um, yeah, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support the team. I, I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to... Like Brad Fittler and Greg Alexander, for me, as a Penrith supporter, they're kings. Like, I, you know, I always loved those guys, and I still do. Um, I grew up a couple of years younger than Greg Alexander, and he was a schoolboy star when the when the schoolboy rugby league was was on TV. Um, I mean, he was absolutely brilliant. You wouldn't have seen him play, Graham. I don't know if you did. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the, the second half career. of his career, but when he was yeah. at um, it was when uh, you know, in the nineties, I mean, the nineties, early nineties, when he was at Penrith, okay. and then right. he went to the Warriors and came back to Penrith yeah, in yeah. the late nineties. I think ninety nine well, might have been his last uh, yeah. last year from memory. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. talk about X factor. He he was absolute X factor, particularly in his younger yeah. days. He had the chip and chase. He could do anything with the ball. Really, it was it was fantastic. Um, and then I I, I saw Freddie play um, as a schoolboy. Um, he was at McCarthy, uh, on, and they played the school. I was at in a friendly game. We we're just on the other side of the uh, tracks, literally, um, not figuratively. Um, they came across the rail line there and uh, played a game against our boys. And I'd heard of Brad Fittler um, when he was younger. 
uh, and then he was out there in this game playing with Greg Alexander's brother Ben, and, and he absolutely carved up. Like I couldn't believe this guy, um, how good he was, and and we had a pretty good team. It's not like they were hopeless. It was just that he carved up, and then it, that same year he actually played first grade he made his debut while he was still mm. at school and one of the all-time great new south wales players um but i do can't say that i agree with all of his selections yeah um, and i think you know we talked about it. it it is very difficult and also too a lot of people questioning the the the, the tactics so on and so forth and you know, and, and then as you said, it's, it's, it's one of those things where they, great, great players, great football minds, and um, a lot of people, as you know, we've alluded to in the past, are, are, are probably suggesting that this could be the end of the line for, for them as a coaching staff. Um, the only other thing I wanted to, to add in there about uh, Paul Scott Drinkwater, um, and it's, 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 it's one other thing I want to mention too. That we almost got through it. People are thinking, hang on, are they going to mention this? Yes, we are. Scott Drinkwater, yes, he's the 18th man and it seems to be a pathway to think, well, if he's 18th man this year, possibly origin birth and a season next year. Um, just want to remind the listeners that I think out of two of the three games last year, number 18 for the Blues was Nico Hines. Uh bit of talk this week just want to get your thoughts here because we've seen a lot of changes a lot of players coming in and out uh we we see clint gutherson on the bench we've got drink water on the reserves no nico hines just wondering what you make of that whether you know it had something to do with the the short amount of time we played in game one whether they're not quite sure of his versatility. What are your thoughts there? Well, or would again, you have had him? No, no. Um, I think Nico is a very good player, and the guy is like a saint. Like he's an absolutely phenomenal human. Yeah. Um, but I, I've got a question mark about performances in big games against big teams. Now, um, as I said, I, I don't want to be critical, but I'm not going to be critical. What I will say is what I see as being facts, and that is he's a very good player who excels, and this is not just him, this is his team also, um, who excels against the lesser lights. Yep. And the Sharks, last year, they came second in the NRL. Everyone talked about soft draw, soft draw. Now, there's only one way to quell that talk, and that is to be, be successful in the finals. Yeah. They went yeah. straight out the back door. Yeah, yeah, you're they, right. They lost a home semi-final against the Cowboys, and then I think they got pretty much South. pulverized by the Rabbitohs from memory. Yeah, yeah, and was. that was it. Now, this year, 
again, the Sharks are, are, are you know, in a, a fairly lofty position on the ladder. But when they've came up against any side that was then in the top eight at the time, they get beat. They beat up on the minnows. And all these crap teams, they seem to play them twice. Because, and we talked about this at the start of the year, they and the Canberra Raiders are not favourites of Channel 9. For whatever reason, they don't seem to big, uh, get the big uh, viewing audience. So we don't see too many Channel 9 games of either of those teams, which yeah. means they play against the lower teams like your Tigers, your Dragons, <laughs> your Bulldogs. Stay, stay tuned they for this week's Tigers vs. Sharks preview. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they'll, they'll win by, let's say, minimum I know, 30. but that's, that's, that's um, just proving I've already, I've already locked him in as my joker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everyone else has as well, I think. That's I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, they are the facts as they stand. Now... That can be changed. If the Sharks can start winning against the proper teams and make inroads in the finals, and Nico is as good in those games as what he is against the crap teams, yep. then sign him up for the Blues. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's a good point too because I, I, think, I think you've made a really good point there as well, because people say, oh, Dalian points winner of the... I mean, we don't want to start... No, nothing against Nico Hines, but I don't want to start... Exactly, nothing against again. him. No, great player. Doesn't mean he's the one for it. And just because you win the, the Dalian award doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you should be the first one picked for, for rep footy. It's a bit more complicated. As we said, we can see the reasoning why... Those other yeah. players have Look been at the teams that he scored selected. all those points against. Mm. And how many points did he get in Dalian yeah. points when they played a fair income, proper NRL yeah. team? And we don't of have which to get there's into... half a dozen. Yeah. You know? We don't have, we don't have to get into the, you know, we, we've talked on here about, we could we could do a whole podcast on how the Dalliem's done, and we've talked talked about it to death. And you know, we're not saying he didn't deserve it, but we're saying there's a lot of factors that need to be taken into account. Um, so look, that's the blue side. Um, the omissions. I know you. We we touched on them briefly. Um, you mentioned Stefano there. A lot of people saying he's a bit hard done by. Hudson Young limited minutes. Um, I think Hudson Young is a guy. Who, who is made for origin. Like, um, I didn't think he went too bad in the second game. Obviously, first game, few errors, gave away penalties. We didn't see much of him, but um, I, I wouldn't discard him for the future. If, you know, no. if, if he can go again next year and then towards the back end of this year that, you know, like he's, he's a good player and, and I think he could, he could be a good player for the for the Blues in the future as well. Mm. Yeah, the other guys that sort of got dropped, they're, they're a bit older. Yeah, you Frizzell and, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people, even at the start of the, the series, were going, oh, Frizzell's still there. Like, yeah, I don't think he was one that people were necessarily um, expecting. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, there's there's some good news, I suppose, in the sense that um, uh, you know, Jake Trebojevic back. I think that's a massive in for the Blues. I think he's a key part of the team that um, that we haven't seen. Uh, but yeah, look, I mean, well, he'll all, do all... a great job in defence, Graham. But where's their go forward? Like, uh, it's a huge responsibility on Regan Campbell Gillard. Because because Jake uh, Jake's not a he's not a yardage man he's a he's a defensive man he'll do a good job tightening up the rook but uh, I'd be very but, interested to see the rotation sorry I, I cut you off just the rotation with Trebojevic Murray Yo how they make that work because effectively I think they've picked this team and obviously Saifedi and Campbell Gillard are there but I think. There's going to be Yo, Murray, and Trebojevic are going to be in this rotation where they're just going to be seen as interchangeable. They're not even going. To, I don't even think they're going to talk about lock or prop. They're just going to say you're you're a middle forward, and I I, I hope it works. Um, I don't know. See, I don't the, know. The other thing, Graham, in in a situation where I think they're down a yardage man, at least one, is if you if you back five. If they if they take a lot of the load like like Penrith do, now yeah you got Toto there he's gonna he's gonna be able to do that. Um, Josh Adokar is not a yardage man. He tried in both games to to do that role, but he, he just that's not his goal. Mm. I was really surprised he got picked, um, but you know like good luck to him. Um, Hopefully, with Cody being there, he's going to create some space for, for Josh Adokar. It has not, I can't recall once where he's had clean ball, Josh Adokar. Yeah. So if they can get some clean ball to him, it'd be great to see him score some tries because that's what he does well. Um, hmm. But, but it's, yeah. it's interesting. They, they, they've talked about, like they said, Burton, they go, oh, look, the team's not in good form. We need players from teams that are in form. And... I suppose Josh had a car can consider himself lucky there, uh, especially after the weekend, and also too. You know, yeah. I mean, a couple of weeks in footy's um, a long time when you look at the fact that really the Knights haven't been setting the world on fire. But look, I, I, look, if they put the blue jersey on, and they want to play for the blue jersey, that's great. I, I, I know that during the week everyone was talking about. Uh, I think it was Bradman Best the comments where he was saying that. Um, you know, he ate, they asked him if he hated Queensland. He goes, oh, of course I do. You know, he goes, yeah, he always wanted to, to belt the, uh, <laughs> the Queenslanders at school. Yes. And, like, you know, I think that's, I think he's buying into that part of origin, which is, you know, which is great to see. So, look, yeah. you know, I, I reckon we could be talking, you know, just over a week from now around the, you know, we could all be texting each other a week from now while the game's on saying, geez, best having a great game. It's great that Addo Carr's been getting some early ball. You just you just never know. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we go. Uh, obviously, they're looking to get uh, more out of that forward pack with the likes of Murray starting. I mean, Murray didn't come on till very late in the game. Yeah, that was another. Uh, that was something I just couldn't understand. Like, Where's Murray? Yeah. Where's Murray? Like, it was for forty-six minutes or so before he got in the game. For someone game who's capable over. of playing big minutes, it seemed yeah. like a waste. I, I don't know whether they and the, the game was it was they were playing catch up by then. Um, yeah. And look, Liam Martin, we know what we're going to get from him. He's been the um, 
he's he's been the best New South Wales player this series. I don't have yep. any question about that. That has been good to clear. see him starting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So look, I mean, that's that's the team. We're sort of at the point now where we've talked about it, dissected it, and as I say before every game, we're at the point now where we've just got to cheer them and hope they do what they do. Um, I'm going to make a... I'll talk about the Queensland team in a moment, but I'm going to make a bold prediction. A oh. Very bold prediction, and people are going to think I'm crazy. And I, if someone said it to me... I'd, I'd tell them they're crazy or logic is against it, but I'm going to say it anyway, just go on a limb, just, you know, if, because if it comes true, I can say, see, I told you, and if it doesn't, I'll just ignore it. I'm going to predict that Clint Gutherson plays fullback at some stage during Origin 3, and it won't be due to injury. I'm, I'm going to make a call that Tedesco might... Might make way for Gutherson to play fullback for a bit. There's my bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's madness. I wouldn't do yeah, it. That's, it's it's eight forty-eight p.m. on uh, <laughs> what is it? The sixth <laughs> Wednesday, today? the fifth. Fifth. Okay. The fifth. You hear it? Heard it here first. I'm calling yeah. it. It's uh, either yeah. I don't know. Anyway, look. A lot of rumours that it could even be Teddy's last game. There are people saying that you know this time next year may well. You know, maybe I'll be looking at someone else. There's a lot of... There were even rumours. I heard rumours during the week that uh, he may even retire from rep football. One of those old... Yeah. I'll jump before I'm pushed kind of situations, but who yeah. knows? I who think, knows? He's yeah. our captain. Next year's a long way off. Oh. I, I will say this, Greg. I was the least interested in hearing about the team. Um, I, 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 I've lost a little bit of interest... Once it's, you know, the series is over, especially how yeah. bad it's been. Um, you know, I start to think, well, why even bother having the third game? Um, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm very much focused on club football. Yeah, definitely. Um, once, yeah. Yeah. Origin... Uh, Origin came in, and and it you know it's a juggernaut. Um, when Queensland lose for a few series, it doesn't happen very often. So oh, you know, could be the end of Origin. Um, when New South Wales just continually lose, they just you know, oh yeah, Origin, Origin, Origin. Well. I wouldn't be too disappointed if they just said, "Okay, once this uh, these these rights and whatnot of the contracts finish, um, we don't play it anymore. <laughs> just concentrate on club and uh, expand the international game." Um, if they said that, I think, mean, "Okay, I wouldn't I wouldn't shed." So I've shed enough tears from them losing. So. Um, <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, that, that was it's... that was my thought there after the last game. I, I just thought that's a really nice way of saying I'm effing over this. <laughs> yeah, and look, I reckon, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating here. I reckon I've been to thirty Origin games. Yeah, you're since, you're a blue. Since, I've been you're going a, since the eighties. You're a um, hardcore blue. 
Yeah, I am. Um, and yeah, I went to Adelaide. I'm going again. This is going to be two games this year. And when they used to play a lot of the two games, Sydney, um, you know, I'd, I'd go two games. I, I reckon I've clocked up 30 Origin games. Yeah. As a, as a, uh, as a, you know, supporter, obviously. Um, and I don't know. I wish I, I did have the actual stats on uh, games won v games lost. I'm sure it's games lost would be higher uh, that I've that I've watched. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I'm, I'm at a point where I, I don't like the impact it has on the NRL competition. And I mean, you're a South fan, and we're going to look at the South team oh, later. Yeah. Yeah, I know you it's a yeah. joke. It's an yeah. absolute, and I know some. There's some injuries, but yeah, seven first grade. They're still worth it? two points. And yes, when other teams, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about. You know where I'm going here with the fact yeah. that we're a team that does have Origin players, and we've only had one buy before an Origin. Like, do you know what I mean? Like the yeah, we've got our buy next week. Yeah, so we yeah. go by next week when the players are available. Anyway, look, yes. That's, but uh, like I, I did me. hear yeah. people start talking about condensing it into like week after week after week. I support that. Shut the competition down. Mm. The proper competition, which is the bread and butter of rugby league. If you're going to play Origin... Which you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna disappear because it makes so much money. But, hmm. um, but say okay, we are stopping the NRL. We're gonna still play Origin on Wednesday night or Tuesday, whatever night during the week, because it it rates higher. And you can have your women's competition to fill in the weekends. Yeah, you still got all the media with Origin, and whatnot. It's like a um, mid-season you know, break. Well, NR from the mm. men's NRL, yes. Yeah. And say, so, right, European, we're doing it over three weeks. We European pick a football has a winter break over exactly. the Christmas time. No one can... Exactly. Mate, no one, whatever. And then they have international breaks because... Yeah. Because the product's strong enough and the international, the representative game means something. And the, like the clubs who pay the players, they're not disadvantaged by playing for points when their best and highest paid players aren't available. I mean, I, again, I'm not an expert in world sport, but I don't know too many sports which take out the best players from yeah. their competition and keep the competition going with inferior yeah. players. It's, it's I don't, I don't know of any other sport that does that. I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't understand it myself. Um, it's, it is, and it's always been a bizarre concept, even back to the days with the split rounds and it's, it, it has been, yeah. Cause you'd even look like, I remember even being a kid and you'd look at the draw and you go, who do we play origin week? Oh, we're a chance of beating them because they're going to have players out. That, that was obviously yep. back in the early nineties. The, the, the yeah. I Broncos remember had virtually, you know, <laughs> 
10 Queenslanders in the like I South beating the Broncos one year and I think it was 2006 I remember the game it was 2006 they had about 10 out South only won three games that year and it was actually also the same week that um uh Russell Crowe and Peter Holmes of Corp brought the club it was the most bizarre thing ever it was only their third win of the year they beat the Broncos who they hardly ever beaten because they've been a juggernaut Ah, oh, yeah, the members area afterwards, they were, oh, I think they had champagne. It was, it was the most bizarre thing, but it was it, it was a thing. You played the, remember they used to call them the baby Broncos? Baby Broncos, yeah. Yeah. Don't Another thing, no, nah, it's, it's, it, and, and the thing is too, they're all worth two points and there are teams at a disadvantage. We talk about the draw. There are so many implications here for that and, some teams have a buy on that week. Some teams don't. It's yep. There's no equity across this. The, the buy system doesn't have equity to start with. The players missing through state of origin has no equity. And then the teams that get a buy on that origin week seems to be... It's not even a lottery because certain teams yep. seem to get those buys each year. It's... It's, it's a real shambles, and sometimes fans are, and I understand it, because now that the season, the, the, the series is gone, I'm looking at it going, and I always look at it too. At the end of the day, I'll be honest with you, I love the Blues, but someone said, this is going to, what would you rather have, your club team win or the Blues win? My club team comes first. I, Absolutely. I, right, yeah, that's you want a premiership you want. or you, or you want the you, state of origin trophy? You want the premiership. You can't have both. Which one you're picking? Of you're course picking you have the premiership. premiership. You know, and, and, and you, I look at weeks like this week, as I said, the two, the two points are very valuable with how tight the competition is. I'd hate to think that those two points were lost because the elite players, the, the, the teams that are going well get disadvantaged for going well. Yep. It's anyway, it, it is totally bizarre. Uh, we're going to we're going to talk about the Queensland team briefly, but a side note: I've done some research here. Um, now, Griffo, you reckon you've, and we're going with number. Let's go with thirty, okay? Because that's just a that's a fair. I said ballpark figure. I've watched. Let's go 30? 30, 30 Origin games. Perfect. And you're going this week, aren't you? That's correct. Okay, so I've just done some research here in regards to the most appearances in State of Origin games. Now, the Queensland team, there's some phenomenal efforts here. Cameron Smith, 42. Jonathan Thurston, 37. Lockyer, 36. Langer, 34. The list goes on. The New South Wales list. This is a bit of trivia here. I don't know if you'd, you'd know this. You might know this, actually. Uh, the most appearances for New South Wales. Did you want to have a guess? Well, I'll, I'll say Brad Fittler, but mm. I might not be right. You are right. It is Brad Fittler. Now, this is where I'm getting excited. Brad Fittler currently has the most appearances from a New South Welshman at State of Origin level. He is on 31. So, what you are telling me, Griffo, the chameleon... This week will make his 31st appearance at a state of origin, equaling Brad Fittler, number one in the most appearances, state Uh, of origin. I did say ballpark figure, and I did say all of (laughs) mine is 
have been as a support. In we'll take play. it. We'll take it. We'll okay. take it. So, this week, get behind Carpool Rugby League. Tell your friends that the Chameleon will be um, equaling the record for I'm the happy most to do interviews, Graham, because none of the players yeah. will be, so they can interview me. <laughs> yeah, you're obviously... <laughs> he's not a member of their union. Um, he's part of the... Uh, the, the podcast union, uh, but I not think, the... I uh... think I went to my first Origin <laughs> game, might be 19, either 83 or 84. Wow. At the SCG. Wow. Wowee. Goodness me. That was before I was pretty born. pretty sure we lost that night too. That was before I was born. Just yeah. Just back. Yeah. So, Goodness um, me. There but anyway. good times. Good oh. times uh, early this millennium. When we, you know, go yes. out to Stadium Australia, I think as it was called then, and um, and and see the Blues win, and and it was like, it was some time before Queensland ever won a game at uh, at the Olympic Stadium, That's and then right. they went on a bit of a run, but uh, but yeah, like they just couldn't win initially down at uh, at uh, Homebush, um, of course, yeah, because That's there was not that taste anymore. There was that, I think, was it the year two? It was one of the early ones. It might have been the first or second year there, because I think the first year probably would have been 99, just before the Olympics. Mm. There was that year, do you remember where um, Girdler scored a few tries? We, yeah. We belted you know, them. You know, like a, it was a record score. It might be yeah, the same Yeah, it was like 50-something but... to 10 or, yeah, like, yeah. A, I don't know, I can't Fletch, remember the score. Uh, Fletch put on the post-try. That celebration right. that fueled Queensland's <laughs> uh, record reign. That they, yeah. you know, they used to point to that as in inspiration. Thanks, Fletch. Yeah, yeah thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. I love Fletch. I remember back in the, the the days of the celebrations where they mm. used to have. Was that the bomb? Was that the yeah, way through the bomb? The so. grenade. That's yeah. right, the grenade. Remember, there was a bit of a trend. We should. We need to start a campaign to bring back the post try celebration because remember there was that one well, where they had the um... a, yeah that was Canberra with the bowling uh, pins with the bowling yeah <laughs> I think Mark McLinden you can see me do it yes. Mark McLinden was one of those and he oh. was the guy who uh, invaded the pitch at the grand final um, I don't I don't think it would have come up on the screen but like. Yeah, he he wanted to tie himself to the goalpost, um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, unsuccessfully. He was doing it for the kids. He said, um, oh, "He's got he's a hippie or something up in um, northern New South Wales now." But I didn't know it was McLinden, but it was reported later that it was him. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't think you would have seen it on your screens because um, <laughs> they don't show those guys, and it was. Um, he, he had a good run too before they caught him. Um, but yeah, I think he was part of that bowling uh, pin. They should have knocked him over there. Or what's it when you knock them all down? A strike. Strike. Strike McLinden. Don't come back on the ground. Anyway. Anyway, look, there's been some classic. I'm getting nostalgic now. I was, I was thinking, you know, the other one at. Um... I'll, I'll move on in a moment, but while we're we're talking good, but time. it's it's that month, Graham, where they get thousand um, ah. dollars. I forget what they call it, but it's July. Yeah. Um, and the money this year is going to um, 
Daniel Anderson. Yes. Uh, and uh, Nathan Stapleton, a former Shark who... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Broke, broke his neck in a plane, I think, rugby union in the country. Um, but, yeah, so it's... It's whatever they call it, but it post a thousand dollars, I think, from might be sports, but one of those gambling organizations yeah. for every try celebration uh, this month. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a good initiative. It's it, look, yeah, yeah. If, if it raises money for charity and also to, um, I don't know if you've you've seen much. Uh, I know Fox had a had a had a piece on Daniel Anderson and. And, and I haven't whatnot, seen much. But, um, I saw a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, it was it was really uh, I suppose confronting to see someone who you know watching rugby league and and seeing in those areas as a coach yeah. and so on and so forth to to see former them, um, former teacher also um, mm. in the diocese. I, I do remember when the cross country was on at our school. Well, not my school anymore. Yours. Um, yeah. But when they used to run the cross country, I remember seeing him up there one day. Oh, um, yeah. I assume maybe he had a uh, a child running, but it could have been that he, yeah, because uh, he was a footy coach then, so probably not yeah. involved in school. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, bad luck, but good luck that he's still with us. Yeah, definitely, and, and wishing him all the best. And uh, mm. yeah, it's definitely. Definitely a, a, a good cause for them to, to jump behind. Um, the Maroons would be remiss of us not to mention the changes there. Obviously, they've got a very strong team. There's a couple of changes here which are forced. Uh, we've got uh, Tom Flegler, who is injured, and then we've got Reese Walsh, who's suspended for giving the ref a gobful. Um, now we know earlier on we talked about you know this is today's story this is today well that yeah. story dominated for a few days that one we didn't yeah that's even... right yeah, that's wow. right it was there and then yeah it's, 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 you just don't know what you're going to get tomorrow like I said the other week the missed opportunity is the the NRL reality TV show where they just follow these blokes with cameras which is basically what I suppose social media is these days. But you know what I mean? There's just so much drama. Yep. Um, Walsh out. Uh, AJ Brimson in. AJ Brimson was um, in the reserves yep. and a part of the squad. Uh, some people thinking, oh, maybe Ponga should be in. But I think Brimson, given the fact that he was a part yeah, of Ponga the squad Ponga ruled there, himself out. Yeah, okay. Well, they don't, I don't think they'll lose too much with Brimson. I think he's a great player, AJ Brimson. His, his career's sort of been stifled by constant injuries, but... Um, I don't think he's too far behind Reese Walsh. Yeah, he's, he, he's he'll a, be good for. Him. He's a quality player. I think he's he's a danger player. We'll be talking. About oh, absolutely. Him. He's next, an X factor all over. Well, next Tuesday when we do our preview, we'll be talking about him as as a real danger. Um, yeah. The other player that brought in uh, Corey Horsburgh. Um, yeah, deserved. Passionate. Yeah. Um, and I know he's one of those players that will really relish this. Uh, oh, this he'll love it. It's, it's, it's something about you know when we say there's this, it's something that you can't describe to people that don't watch rugby league. Because uh, you know you'll be watching it and you go, oh, he's made for Origin, and someone goes, what do you mean yeah. by that? And you go, there's just something about them that just tells you if you if you watch it week in week out, it's very hard to describe. Um, 
it's it's sort of like the offside rule in soccer. It's not the easiest thing to explain to someone, but you know it when you see it. Yeah. Corey Horsburgh, he is made for origin. Unfortunately for us, he's a Queenslander, but um, I, I'd imagine, look, if you're a Queenslander, you'd, you'd be happy with, um, you know, the next one off the production line, so to speak, here with, with Horsburgh in the side. They're not losing too much. Yeah. Who is losing is the Broncos, um, with Flegler basically out for the year, I think. That's, That's huge. Loss. That's massive loss. And I think also Ricky... Um, and wish Reese Walsh for a couple more weeks, but uh, Wiki, mm, Ricky, Ricky, three weeks that Walsh got, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So he's got a couple more games. Um, but Ricky and also um, Flegler out of the forward pack. Uh, yeah, Payne Haas was, as well. Don't forget, Haas, we talked about him with the New South Wales yeah, side. Not, not how long Payne Haas is out for, but um, mm. anyway. They, yeah, while ever Payne Haas is not there, the Broncos aren't as strong. But then you take up some of your, your best other forwards and and they come back to the field a little bit. Like any side would. Mm. It's Capewell's, um he's still out. He's another player. Yeah. They've, had, they've got a few injuries. Oh, it's not a long-term injury. Kirk I think Capewell should be back soon. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, because I think his was a quad, wasn't it, from memory? But, uh, yeah, look, just, you know, there's, there's a bit going on there. But but this Queensland side, um, they've... Look, they're, they're looking to come down to Sydney and complete a clean sweep. Um, they're a fair chance of doing this. Uh, the they're better than fair chance. The other players worth mentioning, I suppose, are the reserves, which gives you an insight as to where, um, you know, where they, they could be heading and obviously some some talent. Tom Dearden, uh, he's number 18. Jermaine Hopgood, uh, number 19 on the reserves list as well from, well the, uh, yeah. from the Eels, another player who's been in uh, great form. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose it just shows that they've got... You just look through their team, and it's funny. At the start of the season, you might go, or the start of the the, the series, I should say, you say, oh, geez, they've made these changes. I mean, it, it seems like a lifetime ago that people were talking about, oh, geez, I don't know about Dane Gagai not getting picked or this and that and the other. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, or It, it yeah. seems like an absolute lifetime ago. And do you know what? We don't talk enough about this. I actually think that... Billy Slater has done an absolutely phenomenal job and I knew he was doing a great job, but what really cemented it for me is just looking at how he... And I know it's easier to face the media when you, you, you're 2-0 up, but just the way yeah. he... The professionalism, the way he approaches questions, the openness, the support he has for his players, I'd imagine in that camp, it's a pretty... It'd be a great place to be as a player if you're a Queenslander. Oh, I'm sure it is. But under, like you know. said, Graham, it's much easier when you when you win in mm. games. Like um, the demeanour is, is completely different, uh, and 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 it's the same with with Brad Fittler. When you know when he started his Origin coaching, and they they won two in a row, um, it was very very different. Uh, 
Yeah, Slater. Success put smiles on faces. Oh, Slater's—he's <laughs> got a great record. He's—he's he's four and one. Yeah, he's coached five four games. Four wins, one loss. Yep, he's only lost one game. If he keeps that going, then we may as well pack up State of Origin because they win every year. <laughs> yeah. Like, why bother? Yeah. Uh, right. Look. They'll be looking for... Look, Queensland's looking for their fifth clean sweep. I'm just looking here now. I think the last... Only four clean sweeps in origin history. Yeah, New South Wales might have a couple of those. Um, it doesn't happen often when you right. consider it's a two-horse race. Yeah, I'm just looking right. here at a stat. I didn't believe it at first. I'm just looking at the stat here. Uh, they've had four... Clean sweeps, the, the Maroons, 88, 89, 95, and 2010. There you go. Yeah. So even um, that, great, that great Queensland side that had the long run, mm. uh, they only had one clean sweep in all of those victories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very interesting. Which shows that, look, um, you know, New South Wales will be looking for pride. They'll be looking to build. The series, well, the series is gone, but... I think what, as New South Welshman, we're just looking for a, a good performance, some positive signs, something to cheer about, and all the players getting through unscathed because the last thing you want in a dead rubber are injuries affecting club land. Um, and look, speaking of club land, there's plenty going on in club land. Um, I'm, I'm sure you would have watched the rugby league quite closely last week. Um, have, have you got what? a grab for us? Has the has uh, feeling got yeah. a grab? Yes, I have. All right, I'm sure you can pick something out. Um, this could be a record. An hour in and we're just getting to the grab. So here we go. Uh, the chameleon's here for Griffo's grab. Griffo's grab! Uh, what have you got for us? I know all the Canterbury fans are going to the toilet now and having a break. <laughs> um, I think they feel like we might not feature here. No, no, they're, they're not featuring. Um the thing that grabbed me most, and I didn't watch all of the games, I saw highlights of a number of them, but um, the thing that grabbed me most was, was Penrith's comeback. Uh, I thought they were gone. Yes. Um, they, yes uh, they were physically getting hammered by the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne. Uh, guys that generally um, never get pushed back were were getting pushed back. They were dropping the ball. Um, Melbourne got an initial try from, from good work from Harry Grant with a charge down. And then there was the Nelson try that was just a joke, um, how that was given a try, but it was. Yeah. Um, so I thought, this is not our night. Um, and then... Penrith just managed to turn it around and actually led at half time with three tries in about seven seven minutes and went into the sheds with their tails up and then they just dominated in the second half, added a few more tries. Um, that was what caught my eye the most, but, you know, and then I, I you know obviously I'm focused on the Panthers. But there was another th individual um, who I thought 
did some amazing things. Well, there was lots of them that did last week, but I thought Cobble, um, I, I, I didn't see the whole game. I did see his first try where he, um, he went round, I think it was Tessie New was marking him. And then, um, it wasn't until later that, uh, that I saw that he was the match winner. Um, with with two other tries again, where he went round Tessie New, and there was one where, yeah, he was circled by a number of dolphins. Um, <laughs> so he put chip over. You know, normally you get circled by sharks, but um, well, actually, I don't know because I, I I've not been out in the ocean and that's happened, but I've heard. Um, and he just put a chip over. Somehow managed to score out of nothing. Um, and that guy can't make the Queensland side. So <laughs> I thought Cobo was amazing um, with, with what he did with the ball. Um, so uh, in terms of the grab, I, I've got it, you know, I mean, the grab's generally for individuals, so I'll give it to Cobo. But mm. a special mention to what Penrith did because that really, I thought that was, in all of the wins Penrith's had over the, the period where they've been a dominant force, I thought that was as good as any. And again, they did it without Nathan Cleary. So um, that's, 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 a, that's a very strong point because I know we didn't get to talk about it last week. I actually, um, just double-checking my tips, I think that might have been the only game I incorrectly picked. And my concern was for the Panthers, like we've been saying most weeks, oh, they're missing... They're missing so-and-so. They're missing... They're, they're down on troops. Cleary's still out. I, yeah, it was the only one I didn't pick. Uh, I picked Melbourne, not Penrith. The difference I've sort of found with the Panthers this year, and I think what shows a lot of resilience and what I think we may not have been seeing towards the start of the year, but we're seeing now... Is we've got teams with players out. Like there was that period we'll talk about, you know, the Storm have had those periods. South Sydney have had a period where we thought they would win all these games and they actually haven't. That's these true. are the games we, we thought we, they'd win. We, we, we had them winning the minor premiership there at one stage. Because of this period now. Yeah. And they've been losing these games and people have been saying, yeah, but they're missing Latrell or they're missing Arrow or, or they're missing Graham. The Panthers have been missing players. And I think what says a lot about the system and the fact that they're. They're almost what I said Storm used to be. You know, I used to always say with the Storm, personnel are important. However, if someone's out, they're a cog in the machine. They're just doing a job. The Panthers have a really good system there. And to win games like that, that would have been, I think, for fans like yourself, one of the most satisfying wins of the Absolutely. year. Because you know that that's a top quality team in the Storm doing it under strength. And also coming back. I mean, there was a point, it was 16-0. I was watching the game with Shane. We actually go, oh, it's 16 nil. we go, oh, let's have a quick flick over. And we had a flick around. We came back and we thought, holy crap, like, yeah. they're winning. Like, we, we actually How missed that, that little patch. Yeah. And we're thinking, jeez, what's going on here? But, yeah, yeah. The, I think the key thing is they're down on troops, still winning games. That's They've got a lot of resilience and they have some really strong structures there. Um, phenomenal. Uh I suppose the other efforts on the weekend, um, if we are talking, say, individuals in teams, 
you could pick out some Cowboys and some Knights this week. I mean, obviously, yeah. we've talked about Bradman Best. He scored a few tries on the weekends for the Knights. He was he was amazing. He had another one disallowed, which was rightly so as a knock-on. Uh, the Cowboys, I think Valentine Holmes ended this game with 30 points. A lot of that, obviously, is going to come from those 11 conversions. But, you know, I think Talangi scored three tries. Um, Scott Drinkwater scored a couple. He had his hands all over. Fed up a lot, yeah. He as well. It's it's almost funny. I was um I was talking I was talking to um someone during the week and we were having a laugh because last week my my friend and I were talking about um the the farce that was the uh, the aggregate for the state of origin women's series and we we're having a laugh this week and I said to him I said oh well the Cowboys beat the Tigers this year on aggregate. Uh, only just. <laughs> it's it's the most bizarre thing, isn't it? There was a sixty point win for the Tigers only a month, probably well, a month and a probably six weeks ago, if I had to guess. And now the Cowboys seventy four nil. That's um that's a massive win. I think that's their that I feel like is that their biggest win. Is that a record? It, is that their biggest it, win? It is a record that win in the NRL era. Um, so it's the highest, highest score, highest score ever to nil, and it's the third. I think it was the third ever biggest win, like going back to nineteen oh eight. There were a couple of bigger ones um, in the margin, but in both of those games, uh, it could have been Canterbury. They were the well. I knew them as the Berries, but there might have been something else before that. But I think they were on the receiving end in, in about 1935, two, the two biggest losses ever. So basically, when they came in, they had a pretty shit team. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> where are they at at the That's moment? That's a lot of teams, dude. Well, They're guess a what? shit team at the moment. <laughs> well, yeah, that was 66-nil on the weekend. I mean, that that, that that's massive. And... I know that this is, you know, I know sometimes people are going to say, oh, geez, you know, they, they talk about their own teams a bit. But I'll be honest with you, and this is where rugby league is great. And this is where being a big fan and knowing your stats is great and it gives a lot of interest. I was cheering on the Knights big time when they started to get well into the game, not because I got anything against Canterbury. However... I remember watching a game in 1999 where the Knights beat South Sydney 60 nil, And I've always been aware that that has been the biggest win for the Knights. I am excited to say to all my friends who are Newcastle fans that the biggest win for the Newcastle Knights is no longer against South Sydney. It is now against the Bulldogs. So that's one record that (laughs) we're not on the arse end of. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but look, some massive wins on the weekend. Um, Broncos coming back against the Dolphins. The Rabbitohs returning to winning ways. That was a big game yeah, for them going over to New Zealand. Um, a lot of people didn't expect that one. I did. That I was, thought the Warriors would uh, I, would win that game. Yeah, I, I know we well, didn't have the South. conversation last week, but um, my my comment on the podcast would have been, "Head says Warriors." Heart says Rabbitohs, and you know, I, I, I tip with my heart. Usually, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I, I actually thought the Warriors would win that one. Atrocious conditions, and 
good completion rate. So, um, yeah, it was it was a good weekend of footy. And I think now, this is the only thing I want to bring up before we get into this week's uh, this week's preview, because usually we have a quick chat about the ladder and where teams are now. The Roosters, technically, four points out of the eight. Their for and against, though, is an atrocious minus 92. I know you say never say never with the Roosters, but geez, like that that was a game for me on the weekend where they lost to Manly. That was a bit of a turning point where I'm like, they have, like, I keep saying that every week. I'm like, I'm putting the line through them. The Roosters, I don't know if people have already done so, whether people are game to do so, given where they're at, what they're doing. They're two buys already. I'm putting the line through them. I do not think that the Roosters can make the eight this year. It's not looking that way. Um, like you said, in theory, that well, not in theory, in reality, they're two wins outside the eight, but mm. there's a number of teams in front of them. They're at 13th. They, as you mentioned, they've got bad for and against. Um team like the Warriors is in currently in eighth spot on 22. They're plus 42. They've got the Rabbitohs on 22 plus 96. Parrot on 22 plus 132. So when the Roosters are back in 13th position on 18 with minus 92, they've got to put a lot of wins together to be able to turn it around um i think it's beyond them um it's not just a matter of the maths about it it's a matter of they're not actually playing that well they they tried mm. hard on sunday and and they had hardly any ball and and nil, you know they they only went down by a few points um they defended well but they didn't get the job done at the end of the day. Um, and had Manly have lost that game, they were gone. Um, I, I still don't think Manly are going to get there. But nah. um, the teams that are outside the eight at the moment, the most likely is the Cowboys, who yeah, are I absolutely like on a roll. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they've the Cowboys... only had one by the Cowboys. That's that, And that's very true. And when you look at the... The way that the the top eight sits, um, I think it's going to be very interesting that battle between the Cowboys. I worry about the Warriors. I feel like they might start to slide. Uh, they've been good. I don't want to say it, but there was just watching them on Friday night. It just felt like the Warriors of old a little bit, and I feel like this week. I mean, look, this week they come up against Parramatta. It's under strength, so you power. don't know. It's under strength, you know. Mm. I mean, they've still got to play. They have to win. Yeah, and I, I, I don't hate their draw. You know, on the on the run home, like they've got some, they've got a buy in there. They've got some games against teams that you'd expect them to win against. But um, yeah, it's, they're an interesting one for me. But I think if I was to to back a team to make the eight. I think the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, looking at where they've... It's like a mid-season turn, isn't it? They've gone, let's flick the switch, let's go, because yeah. 
this is a team that we went from preview, possible minor premiers to mid-season disappointment to now we're looking at making the eight. I feel like they're they're the type of team that in four or five weeks we're going to be talking about. Ooh, are they going to be a push for the four? I really do. The competition's that tight, and I think that um, there's a lot of games through this middle period that are going to really start to sort it out. So look, I thought we might as well get straight into it and talk about the yeah, games this idea. week and um, and have a look at what's happening um, around the ground, so to speak. But um, yeah, we'll get straight into it with uh, this week's two-minute tip. All right, there's the whistle and the kickoff for this week's preview for the two-minute tip. Um, I'm just looking here at the, uh, the draw. As I alluded to earlier, Griffo, we've got the West Tigers at home to the Sharks this week. Uh, Combank Stadium in Sydney. So Parramatta Stadium is going to be hosting One of their this homes. One. Yeah. yeah. Home away I'm from home. Just looking here. I might just refresh, obviously, to see the late mail. Um, we know that Alex Tall's out with that dangerous contact defence. Uh, James coming in. Kapoa and Talau are back in the side uh, for Nofalua. Nofa, Luma, and Naden. Um, okay, so a few little changes there. Um, Toby Rudolph back for the Sharks. I mean, they're going well, and to have a player like him come back is a is a great sign for them. Uh, he played uh, New South Wales Cup for Newtown last week, um, so he'll be in for Hamlin Uele. Uh, Trindle's still in the squad, eighteenth man. I'm um, just looking here as it's all been updated before tomorrow. So both sides, from what I can see here, after the 24-hour update, 1 to 17 is the same. Um, Hiroti is one, the other player in the reserves with Trindle there for the Sharks. Uh, a lot of people are going to look at the fact that the Sharks starting to build some momentum. The Tigers have been shit. Um I know that sounds harsh, but geez, they're on the arse end of a record belting last week. I don't know what you do. I mean, yeah, how do you how do you dissect this one? Um, Sportsbet have the Sharks at a very short one dollar and six cents to the Tigers nine fifty. Uh, good luck to any Tigers fan that wants to take the nine fifty. And if they get up, all the power to you. But um, what are your thoughts on this one? It, it not, it's not as simple as, you know, the Tigers being being rubbish. Uh, we're starting to see the Sharks build a bit of momentum here, albeit, as you said, uh, usually against the teams that they're expected to beat. Yeah. I, the Sharks will win by a lot. Um, they are pretty much... A, Full strength, or not quite at full strength. The back line is full strength. I noticed Hamlin Wele was out. He's probably there, uh, and Finucane's out as well. I think suspended. Oh. So, uh, the forward pack is slightly below best, but um, they're going to win by a lot. Look, the Tigers had a good, good patch about a month or so ago, um, maybe a bit more than a month. But Brooks got injured, Appy got injured, 
yeah. Dewey's been out for most of the year. So um, for their spine are not there. It's like they're spineless. Um, and you can't be successful under those circumstances. Uh, Wakem's a stopgap. Dane Laurie um, trying to convert himself from a, a fullback to a 5'8". Simpkins okay, but they're just not really up to the standard of, of what you need out of your 6, 7, and 9. And 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 that's, you know, respectfully, um, you know, the, the guys they've got there are second stringers in those positions, the, the, the most important positions on the field. So um, they're no chance. Got a good forward pack on paper, but I think it was the same forward pack they had last week and they got beat by 74. So, you know, Sharks are the sort of side that can win big, can score a lot of tries against inferior opposition, and that's what I expect will happen again. Um, so Sharks and they're my margin. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. This is this has dust up written all over it. I mean, if any, if the Tigers somehow muster up a miracle and win, and any of your mates say, "I told you the Tigers are going to win." Tell them to get nicked because there is no breakdown, no analysis you could do here that points to the Tigers winning this game. Um, the the Sharks do it's an important game for the Sharks. Not only is it against a team that we'd expect them to beat, but they're the only team in the top four this week that do not have a bye. Um, the Storm and Panthers will join them on three buys. The Broncos having their second bye of the year. So just keep that in mind. The Broncos there, equal points with the Panthers with a buy in hand. Um, so the Sharks, when you look at their wins and losses, um, their nine wins, it's very interesting considering the team above them, the Broncos in second, have had 12 wins, uh, had more opportunity to win games as well. But the Sharks have the potential, if they don't keep winning, to, to fall back into the pack. But I don't think Sharks... Sharks fans don't need to worry about that this week. This isn't the week to be concerned about. They'll win. They'll win well. This is the margin. I, I'm almost thinking of going a different team just for a point of difference to try and catch up some points on people because the logical answer for your um, biggest margin this week is the Sharks this week, and I'm going the Sharks. And I think the Sharks... Uh, this 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 could be an absolute belting. Sharks by heaps. Alright, second game of the week this week will uh, take us down to Wollongong. Wind Stadium Wollongong hosts of the Shark sorry, the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Sorry, I still look at the Sharks one. Uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons taking on the Canberra Raiders at Wind Stadium Wollongong this week. Uh, team news for this one, from what we can see, uh, the Dragons, uh, Sully is back in the centres. Um, Bird's still out with that knee injury. Um, Russell has been called onto the bench for his debut. Um, Musgrove still down in the reserves. The Raiders, um, Sulo has a head knock, he's out. Mooney's replacing him on the bench. Um, 
Obviously, Horsburgh's out for the Origin side here. Uh, the Dragons this year, um, I don't know what we can say about them. Um, the only thing saving them from being on the bottom is for and against. They're down there with the West Tigers. It hasn't been a great year. Their coach is gone. They've got an interim coach. Uh, there's been talk about their their main player, Ben Hunt, wanting out. It's all been bad news for the Dragons. Yes, they are at home this week, but um, also, too, a bit of credit to the Raiders. Uh, they've, they've, they've been playing some good football this year, and I think a lot of people will be thinking that they're going to head up to Wollongong um, and, and do a number on the St. George of the Dragons this week, even without Corey Horsburgh. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Um, just looking through the list, I don't see where the Dragons have any chance. Um, Canberra, uh, you know, they're a gritty side. They've got a lot of wins this year. Um, after it looked like they were going to threaten the spoon early in the season, um, they've, they've only lost around two games since since that early part of the year where they had a number of losses. So they're on a roll. Uh, they'll win this game. Interesting to see that uh, Tyrell Sloan's being dropped. Uh, he scored a brilliant try um, against the Sharks, but there was a few other aspects that maybe the coach wasn't so happy with. Um, I can't see anything but a green machine victory here, Graham. Um, and I'm not a not someone who was a fan of the Raiders by any stretch, but they're uh, they're not overly affected by by the origin. I think it's only Horsburgh that's out. Um, I think so. And the Sharks, sorry, the Dragons. Um, Hunt. Hunt is out, but he didn't want to be playing anyway. He, so. he wants he wants out permanently. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah. So I don't. Uh, yeah. Um, but no, just put me down for Raiders. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, the Raiders in this one. Interesting thing about the Raiders uh, that we haven't mentioned yet. We've talked previously about this, but they're sitting in fifth at the moment with a minus sixty five for and against. And this is where that previous conversation we had about you know the Cowboys and so on and so forth. They've got Parramatta, South, the Warriors behind them on 22, Cowboys and Titans on 20. They're one of those teams where if they have a couple of off weeks, given their poor for and against, they they could very well drop out of the eight with with one or two poor rounds. So they, they know they need to have some... Um, they, they've got to be on. It's more so the fact that the Dragons have been rubbish than the Raiders been good. Um, I'm I'm going with Canberra in this one. I agree with everything you said. Okay, uh, moving on to our next game, which will be Parramatta Eels. This one's also playing, being at Combank Stadium. Very interesting. Parramatta hosting the Thursday game and the Saturday five thirty game. The Eels hosting the Warriors. This is going to be a bit of a nightmare for tipsters because on any given week you'd go, um, you know, you'd talk about form and so on and so forth. But um, 
We know the rate uh, that the Eels um, have some very key players out. Mitch Moses, uh, he's out. We also know that uh, Gutherson is out, and Regan Campbell Gillard is also out. So there's a bit of a shuffle there. Um, Sean Russell's playing fullback. Us is playing seven. They've got Madison in at six. Um, they've also got, I'm just sort of looking here. Um, oh, they got Sean Lane coming back, which is good news for them. I, I noticed he's there too. Um, Offahengawi is there as well on the bench. Um, Ogden's starting. Not sure which one of them will, I mean, Ogden may well start, but keep an eye on Offahengawi there. Um, They'll be looking for a little bit more from their forward rotation with uh, Reg out. For the Warriors, um, it's the same 17 uh, that played against the Rabbitohs last week. Here's one for you, though. Just keep an eye on this one. If you're in one of those tipping comps where you can change your tip right up to the game, you don't have to do it at the start of the week. Keep an eye on the Sean Johnson situation. Um, from what we hear, his partner is due to have a baby any moment, and this could well impact this game. Um, I've noticed that they've got Volkman on the reserves. This is a very different side if Sean Johnson stays in New Zealand, um, as he should for the birth of his child. But uh, given the fact that Paramount have so many players out, that's 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 going to have a massive impact, isn't it? Yeah, it will. Um, yeah, I'm tipping the Warriors. Um, I just think Power got too many guys out. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, Warriors have been very, very good for most of the year. Um, I thought they did miss Murata Nukore last week against the Rabbitohs. Uh He's like currently suspended. Yeah. Um, makes a difference. Um, I just think even if Johnson doesn't play, uh, there's still a team that boasts a strong forward pack. Um, and and some guys in the back line have been playing really well yeah. this year. Um Nick at the back, Nick Clockwell-Shan start um, has been fantastic. DWZ, who um, is having, I think, his best year ever. He is. There were, um, there were rumours out there that we didn't do a podcast last week because uh, people thought that you couldn't bring yourself to uh, give DWZ the, ga- the, the ground. Uh, I was going to give it to him, <laughs> but then I, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Drinkwater. Yeah, I thought it was an even better game. He got the yeah. grab the week before Scott Drinkwater, but I was going to go with Drinkwater double. <laughs> um, but, but he's having a great year, DWZ. He would have got a mention. He would have got a mention. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, he's been good. But the, the biggest thing for him, from my perspective, is he's cut down on the number of errors. Um, I think he might have had one in the South game, but. No, that's been the biggest. Not not the uh, tries. Yeah, but... I mean, he's he's been very good scoring tries, and some of them have been, you know, incredibly athletic. But you know, I, I think he's he's it's career best form for him. 
Yeah, he's he's been phenomenal. Yeah, and I actually thought it was one of those interesting games last week where, you know, you could look at it on the surface and say, oh, you know, they come up against a team like South Sydney who uh, we've been talking about as a contender and South Sydney turned up and so on and so forth. They completed really well and it took a lot of a lot of resolve, a lot of resilience from South to, to, to hold them out. The Warriors have a lot in them. I think there are too many key players out here for Parramatta. And this is what we were alluding to earlier. If this game was played any other week, I'm probably tipping Parramatta. If this was played in a fortnight's time, all of the Origin players are there. Their best forward, their halfback, their fullback, which you, you could... Oh, yeah, no, I'll say it. that's their three or three of their, their most important players out this week for the Eels. I'll throw in, uh, throw in the suspended man, number six. Yeah, that's Norman. true. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's, yeah. So, um, you know, the, you've, you've effectively got from the team that we've seen this year or in the previous few years, um, you know, when they're in form, it's it's been Gutherson, it's been Brown, it's been Moses, it's been Campbell Gillard. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be very hard for them this week. Uh, I'm going to go Warriors they, off the they back. They've got the Loomy Loomy, though. They do. Hopefully, he'll be illuminating uh, everything mm. as they go. So, look, they've still got some quality there, but I just, I just too many key players out. Um, and you'd think if you're a Warriors fan, Fan, you'd be going. Yep, we got Parrot at the right time. We're we're, we're good this oh, week. Absolutely. So you'd wanna you'd wanna hope so from the Warriors' point of view. So I'm gonna go. I'm going Warriors in this one. All right, the next game here is at a course stadium uh, Saturday evening, seven thirty-five. The Rabbitohs, uh, technically the home team here, uh, against the Bulldogs. We alluded to it earlier that the Rabbitohs have a host of players out um, and that's not a pun considering Jacob Host is one of them uh, but to add to players like Jacob Host we've got injuries to Campbell Graham, Latrell Mitchell and Jai Arrow to compound that the Rabbitohs are missing through Origin Cody Walker, Cam Murray, Damian Cook and Keon Kaloma Tungy so there's a million in, a million out um, Hawkins will be playing 5-8 with Ilias uh, Havili starting at hooker, which um, he actually has previously with, with Cook coming off the bench last week. But the main players coming into the side, you've got Ben Lovett playing, I think, only his second game from memory in the second row. He's starting. Shaq Mitchell at lock. Um, young Talis Duncan gets another run here on the interchange. Mamazoulis, who's a hooker off the interchange bench, he's going to be in that rotation, I'd imagine, with Havili probably playing some back row at some stage. Young Tyrone Munro, who was the uh, sensation last week, the 18-year-old, holds his place on the wing for the Rabbitohs. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about him last week, but he came in last week for the Rabbitohs, scored a try, put a kick in for another one to set up. Um, I'm going to get this right. In one year, he's played SG Ball, Flag, New South Wales Cup, and First Grade. Don't think I left any out there. So uh, great to see him uh, hold his spot there, which means that Richie Kenner's going to go back to the reserves. 
Um, some first grade experience and some up and coming talent on the reserves list there with Kenna, uh, Karapani and uh, Dane Gagai's brother Jacob Gagai there on the reserves in the in the backs. Uh, Saluka Fafita and Liam Knight also making up the reserves. So even though there's all these injuries and uh, origin uh, impacts, the players uh, weren't making. Uh, you know, there's still players there struggling. Cartwright knowing the side. I don't think he's injured at the moment. It's interesting because there was news this week that he's actually signed, signed for the Knights for next year. So um, best of luck to, to Jed Cartwright uh, heading off to Newcastle. For the Bulldogs, they're coming off the back of a um, catastrophic loss. I think that's the only word. Um, and look, the only thing that can make you feel better after a massive loss like that is the sex bomb. Toby Sexton. Uh, didn't see this. This is coming out of left field. I didn't even... Uh, call me out of the loop. I didn't have this on my radar at all. That Toby Sexton was uh, possibly looking for a new club. But he's coming straight into halfback. Uh, he came over from the Titans on Tuesday. So he's going to have a few days with the with the club. And then play first grade on the weekend. Um, so that... We've got Perham out of the side, other players out of the side. Um, Addo Carr for Origin, obviously. And I'm just looking here with the reshuffle. Avarillo's at fullback. Uh, Topon and Burns in the centres. Yeah, so there's a bit of a shuffle there. Obviously, Matt Burton there, he's not. Needed on origin duties this week. Um, Pengai Jr. is on the bench. This is a very intriguing game because this is another game, as we say, if uh, this was any other week and the Rabbitohs had their origin stars. I mean, obviously injuries happen, but they've got four players out due to state of origin. This is effectively a mismatch of the New South Wales Cup and first grade side. But they're also coming up against a Bulldogs team who will be looking to bounce back from a catastrophic loss, as I said. Given the fact that South Sydney are down on troops, I mean, at what stage does it become, you know, they're down on troops enough to bring the Bulldogs into this? Have they, do they, are they missing enough players for the Bulldogs to be a chance here? Yes, they are missing enough players for the Bulldogs to be a chance. Um, whether that actually turns into two points for the Belmore-based team, um, I'm not sure. I actually, well, I did my tips last night. I actually, I think I tipped the Bulldogs. Um, but what do I know? Um, like, there is a rule of thumb now uh, for our listeners uh, – Write down Griffo's tips and tip the other teams and go on. <laughs> um, so, um, look, if South win this game, they're going to absolutely be cheering because um, we did see him drop a game against the Dragons mm. you know, maybe three or four weeks ago. Um, they were down big time but came back with a flurry of late tries to, and then ended up only uh, converted try difference they won't want to drop another game against a bottom three team um it's 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 almost like a reserve grade 
game, this one. Um, the Bulldogs are missing players, not to origin. Oh, actually, they're, they're out of cars. Yeah, but, yeah, but it still looks like a reserve-grade team. Um, and the South team does look like a reserve-grade team. Uh, I'm going to tip, like, like I, I've already done my tips. I, I went Bulldogs. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I, South. I, I don't, some guys there I don't know too much about. Um, and I guess that's why I, I lent. I, I don't know. I might change my tips. I, I look at this Bulldog side, I think they're pretty ordinary. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know a lot about a lot of these guys. Uh, other than that, they're a team that just. I, mean, I, I still don't understand Ockenbore. And I didn't think he was a good second winner. Hour. Yeah. I didn't think he was a good winner. <laughs> and, 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 you know, if he's not a good winger, he's definitely not a good second rower. Well, I wouldn't have thought so, but, you know. But that was, that was um, one of the things on the, like, on the weekend, like, you know, they have the, the, the type of team, the Bulldogs, that would go. Because there's been a lot of talk about Seraldo and his coaching, and like I think he's a good coach, and obviously you know he's working with apples at Penrith and oranges at at the Dogs and so on and so forth. But you know they've got you know they've they've, they've got a second rower. They're defending. How do I put it? Like, well, last week, let's look for example. They had him. And he was basically defending next to you know one of their one of their ex- inexperienced players. They had their um, oh shit, what's his name? Who played half last week? No, Burton was. Oh no, the other bloke that played in the fight played five eight. His name ex- escapes me now. But anyway, they've got him. They've got, they've got him. Oh, Khalid Rajab. Yeah, Rajab. They got him sort Rajab. of defending next. And you're almost thinking like you know if you've got players that need. That are you know new in the side. You're playing limit. You know you're not playing four minutes. You, you you're trying to get them into the into the game. You've got a winger defending at second row next to him. They just ran at them the whole time. It's just I know that seems very simple, and people say, oh well, you know, coaching's a lot more complicated than that. But you get decisions like that, which just baffles me with the dogs. Um, South Sydney. Uh, this team here. They're, they're all players that are either first graders or players that have been touted as future first graders with you know wraps on them. I think Dean Hawkins is one of those players who's in the house looking for a contract. He's not signed up for next year. He's been he's done a good job when he's come in for South Sydney, um, but I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's room under the cap for him there at South. There's an opportunity there for him elsewhere. I talked about Munro. Tane Milner was worried about last week in the centres. He he did a job. He defended well. Uh, he's held his spot, which is good to see. Isaiah Tass back this week. He missed last week's game. Uh, in the forward pack, Ben Lovett's only played one game, as I said, for South, and he did a good job there. And when you look at the bench for South Sydney, Hame Sele has been a player that started for South. David Mowale... He's also started for South. He's one of those ones with um, who's in and out of the, the first grade side on a rotational basis. Mamazoulos is basically the hooker that's going to take over from Cook. And Talis Duncan's probably one of the most promising back rowers. 
at the club. Um, we've talked a lot about him at, on the podcast. This team here, from a, the point of view of someone who watches them, you know, watches all the grades and knows the players, whilst there are a lot of players missing, they should still get the job done. It's not going to be easy. I'm still going to tip South, and I'm very worried about this game. But um, I, I think that whilst there are a significant amount of first graders missing, um, these are these are players in the squad that are either playing for contracts or are young players looking to break their way into the side. So they've all got something to play for. I'm going off uh, purely the fact that they've they need to, to show in a good performance to, to maybe be a part of this side in the back end of the season. So if you're playing for positions um, or playing for contracts, these are the games we've got to show up. So I think there's enough there for the um, fringe players for South to play for. Maybe a bit more heart than head, but I'll stick with South. Okay, so um, moving on to our next game. Uh, we've got the... Titans taking on the Dolphins. This will be our last game of the round. Uh, 4.05pm on Sunday. This one's a Titans home game at the Gold Coast Seabus Super Stadium. A few changes here, obviously, with Origin and so on and so forth. So we've got Phil Sammy coming back. He actually didn't play the Raiders game. He was a late withdrawal with a hamstring complaint. Jojo Fafita going to the bench. So, Origin Stars. Big Tino, Fodawaka, Fafita. So, we're looking at um, a few players out. Uh, and Brimson. So that. AJ Brimson, obviously, as well. Um, I don't even know if we've been on the podcast. We actually haven't been on the podcast since... Uh, They've had a change of personnel and coaching, I don't think. That would have been in the last couple of weeks. Did we talk about that last podcast? Uh, well, I'm not I sure. I think, I think it's been gone for a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah, I'm I might be getting The interim coach has been there for two weeks. I think that'll yeah. win. They beat the Broncos. That's right. You always pick a team on the back of a... Yeah, I think we might have done the podcast the week going into it. Yeah. yeah. You always pick a team going into a... That have uh, had a coach sacked but uh, a few weeks removed here so it'll be interesting to see how they go against the Dolphins who have um, Jeremy Marshall King named I noticed he's got that shoulder problem so keep an eye on that one Um, Harrison Graham probably the player to come in if he's ruled out Um, Wallace and Milford both making their return from suspension Um, SASA in the starting side Hmm, tough one for the tipsters here, Griffo. Uh, very got, tough, very tough. Uh, yeah, you, it's, it's one of those situations where you've got both teams here have shown some really good signs. Um, and look, origin-wise, the, the Titans, they've got a few out here. So, you know, I mean, obviously we've got, we've got some impact there for the Dolphins as well with the hammer uh, being out. But... Um, you know, Brimson, Fafida, Fodawaka, Asumala-Awi of the Tino variety. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot for the Titans to overcome, especially when they're already having an inconsistent season. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to stick with him. Um, I, I think they've got they got more class in the backs still, try scoring potential. Um, so Brimson out, Campbell in. They don't lose a huge amount in in try scoring ability there. Yeah, true. Tom Pereira and um, and if they got Phil Sammy back. I don't know if we played last. Oh, that's right. You said that. They had JoJo Fafita yeah. there. Speaking. JoJo, uh, he struggles in defense. Um, he's good in bad. the air, but uh, not not so good uh, stopping the tries. Or JoJo, or young JoJo. Mm. Um, uh, Shoop Dogs there. Uh, he was out for a while. Kelly Kelly's a good attacking player again. Not the best defensive player. Um, I think they'll score tries. Um, the forward pack's got names there. Um, you know, if you, it was they got Isaac uh, Fasumalo, are we? And they got Cleese Haas. I think they'd love it if it was Tino. <laughs> the other, Payne. Yeah, yeah, the brothers. Um, but uh, yeah, the 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 forward pack of the Dolphins actually looks pretty good. A um, uh, couple of Bromiches. I think Connolly, uh, he's had a good year. Lamu I might not have said that properly, but um, apologies. Uh, question mark on Marshall King. Um, without mm. him, they're just not the same team. Um, he's been good when he's been playing has too. Has been good, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm off. Well, I was off the... I was off the Titans, and I've always been off the Dolphins. I'm, I'm struggling, but I've got to go Titans, Graham. I'm going Titans in this one too. It's it's one of those yeah, it's one of those weird ones where you know they've got more players out, but it's not as simple as that. I think the Dolphins, you know, there was the excitement at the start of the year; they were in good form, and then the wheels really fell off. Um, yeah, I'm going Titans with this one because even if you look at, like I said, that that back line of the Titans, I still think it looks really good. Like Campbell, Camperera, yeah, try scoring potential there. Yeah, it's 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 really good. I think I think the question mark is how they go in the forwards. I think if the Dolphins are to win this, it's going to be a really big forward battle win for them. Which they have the potential to win, but yeah. you know, then you've got to. Oh, it's a tough one, but I think I'm going with the Titans. I'm going to stick with the Titans. I had them down as on my tip sheet to tip. Um, this is probably the hardest one for me to pick throughout the week, so I'll stick Graham, with the can Titans. Can I just point out before we leave mm. this game? I think we've got a new uh, addition to our. Carpool favourites. Uh, hey, you got uh, number seventeen, Jacob Alick. Alick. Yeah. Yeah. I like Alick from now. I like Alick. Yeah, every now and then. Yeah, so every now and then I like Jacob. I'll have a lick. Yeah, good on him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tip no, of the top. Yeah. <laughs> if there's going to be one name that's on the tip of your tongue this week, it's yeah. Jacob Alick. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our preview for this week. So, look, plenty happening in footy this week. It's always yeah. nice to add another one, isn't it? Yeah, we got we got many favourites. Um, 
Half of them don't even get on the bloody field every week. We're still waiting. What's the bloke for We're still waiting for going to come. What's it? He's there uh, every um, week on the list for the Warriors. What's his name? (laughs) Going. He's never coming. Yeah. Uh, um, There he is. Kalani going. Kalani going, but he's never coming. Yeah. Um, You know, poor old Gordon, he can't come. Oh, yeah. Chad Compton, would have. Yep, no, we like him too. Yeah, uh, we've got. At least oh, we I'm... saw him in the trials. True, you know. But yeah, lick. Take How good lick. your pronunciation? <laughs> Not very good. You got the teams up. Sharks number sixteen. Sharks sixteen. I'm not, I'm not familiar with Jesse. Oh, Calhoun. It's Calhoun. called. It, it's... Yeah, yeah, it Calhoun. looks nothing like it, but I've, I've, you know, yeah, he did play, a, I think, a trial game. Oh, he might have played last year, actually. Uh, yeah, um, Calhoun. Yeah, just Because if you went sort of um, phonetically, I think they call it Col. Col Con. But apparently, it's it's Calhoun. Um, I remember back in the. He 70s, must have offended someone by now. No. <laughs> Well, back in the seventies, when I used to watch the wrestling before it was like, oh yeah, um, haystacks, it Calhoun. Was haystacks, Calhoun, mm, big dude. Who's Martin's grandson? <laughs> big haystacks. <laughs> well, I'd love I could to see him come talk. out with the with the. <laughs> You've seen footage because he had the big. He has sort of those. I won't call them overalls, but those like yeah, farm no. from yep. America. Yep. Um, big haystacks. Yeah. yeah, this could, yeah, I think it's probably his grandson. He had like the denim, it was like the denim overalls. Yeah, they're those yeah. things. That, what do they call them when it's not a belt? Suspenders? Yeah. Is that, is that what they are? Are you talking about like the braces? Yeah, those ones over the shoulders for, for the. Yeah, you know, it was almost like a. It was almost like a. The denim... listeners can't see what you're doing there. But... <laughs> I've got the hands going up, my sh- <laughs> up from my shoulders yeah. down. From yeah. my memory, he had like the. um. It's like a de- denim bib and brace is probably one yeah. way to put it from anyway. Like he was he was covered up. Like there was no skin showing with haystacks. He was all covered yeah. up. Yeah, um, like the shirt underneath. Yeah. Yeah, and you couldn't see any needles in there either. <laughs> no needles in the haystack. <laughs> you couldn't no. find them. But, no. Uh, but you know, anyway, so I think this is his grandson, Jesse Calhoun. Good to know. Wrestling well, we'll fans will to... love that. I'll tell you what. So when we get to State of Origin, he's playing for Texas. He is. <laughs> yeah. Which is in Queensland, I believe. That's in Queensland. Yeah. Um, I think there is a Texas somewhere in Queensland. There you go. I think it might not be Queensland. Well, I think it is. But So there he is. Yeah, um, Texas, Queensland. I think, I think there is actually a town. There is. Well, there uh, you go. Texas. What sort of area am I in here? Somewhere oh, sort up. of inland. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. So the north of like uh, Inverell, Glen Innes. Oh, that's in New South Wales, is it? Or just Tenterfield. Bo- I think oh, it might be just. Oh, look at this. It's is just it north of the border? Or? Fair dinkum. Yeah, I'm looking here at areas in. It's just only just. The border, would you believe it? No. The border for Queensland and New South Wales runs along the bottom of the border of of the town of Texas. 
Right. It is on the border. It's north, just north of the border. Yep. Because okay. I'm so looking at these towns sense. here. I'm working my way around. I'm going, oh, yeah, there's, you know, there's uh, Inverell. Oh, yeah, let's work our way up. Oh, and then you got Texas. But, yeah, right on the border. Um, oh. Yeah, if you drew a line, it's sort of, oh, yeah. It's south of the Gold Coast. It's almost, it's actually south of Byron Bay. Isn't it funny how the border works? But it's in Queensland. If I had to say it was in line with something, if we're talking sort of north-south, uh, go inland from Ballina, past okay. just sort of uh, north-west of Tenterfield. All right, well, Tenterfield's in Queensland because that's where Billy Moore's from, the Queenslander. He's from Tenterfield. Yeah. Greg yeah. I always thought Tenterfield from was, from, was in New South Wales anyway. It is. But... <laughs> <laughs> but you know as the song says yeah <laughs> that's in queensland yeah well, that's true kempsey's in queensland isn't it that's right maxville yeah. wherever he's from anyway 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 we've talked enough what shit. can you do we have <laughs> but i do like that we've added we've added we've got two favorites now uh, two added, like a... a lick in kaloon yep I'll, t- I'll tell you who's good for a for a for a um for a name, the Bulldogs. I, I like their side. They they were always one for the hyphenated name with your Fatala Fatala Mariners, and uh, they got one here this week on the reserves. Twenty two, Ethan. I'm assuming it's Quai Ward. I like that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The bridge over the river, Quai Ward. <laughs> Oh gosh! What's happened to Yoko Ono? Is he injured? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. He got a bindi in the foot. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I'm not seeing him for a long sort of time. Fa- Falling off the face Ono. of the planet. No, he's probably injured. Could be. But yeah, this is just another one. Quiet world. Oh, good on him. I like uh, my 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 favorite this week is the I like the Warriors. I like Tom. I, I pronounce it ale because I'm a yeah um, the beer I'm man yeah beer Tom man. Ale. I like Tom ale yeah I like it yeah yeah but you know yeah. he might fall out and uh, going might be coming so you never know anyway yeah. um that's a wrap I think I think that'll do I think us. it is uh believe it or not out of all that there's a big game of footy this week um although we'll be back on before the big game of footy uh we will origin Most likely, yeah, wednesday we'll we'll pump one out tuesday quick yeah. preview so jump on it wednesday otherwise it's all redundant but uh this week um there's some there's some good games some intriguing games and um Hopefully your team, if they're affected by Origin, gets through a lot of buys. A lot of teams looking for the... Yeah. Uh, they're happy to get the two points. Uh, a lot of teams up at the top getting the two points this week. Who we got with the buy this week? I probably should... There's uh, a few teams buys. listeners know about that one because there's, we've got... There's the Broncos, Panthers. the Storm, the Panthers. Um, there's no Roosters that we've been through. So they've got nah. another buy. Broncos, Cowboys, Knights... Roosters, Panthers, Seagulls, Storm. 
Yeah, but I mean, it gets back to, you know, early in the piece, one of the conversations we had. What's like they're, they're putting out content, the NRL, but it's ordinary. Really? I mean, you said there's some good games. I'm selling it. Yeah. The, the, I, it's I, only I, because. I don't think Tigers Sharks is a good game. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, the only reason that some of these games are good games is because good teams are being pegged back. Like the yeah. Eels-Warriors game has become competitive. The Rabbitohs-Bulldogs game has become well, it's, competitive. It's a reserve grade game all round, that one. You've got one reserve grade team and the other one who, who now a reserve grade team because of mm. injuries and origin. Like, um, Yeah, it, it's, it's very much a, a second-class round, it, really. I... I I, I think it strengthens the argument of just suspending the competition. So you're putting your premium product on. This is not premium product. This is dead set. I think this is a poor round when you look mm. at it. Um, most of the top sides are not playing this week, apart from the Rabbitohs and uh, and Para. And, you know, I, I guess you worry is... Raiders uh, and Sharks, the top eight, but I don't consider them any of those teams a threat to to winning the comp. Yeah, um, the, uh, the only the only yeah, Para and South, they're the only teams, and they're both significantly weakened. Hmm. Um, I don't think that makes for good quality, personally, and uh, I just think it adds to, you know. It adds to the just you put your best product out every week. I mean, the NRL is a great product, and early in the season, we saw well, magnificent games every week. Most games were great. When it's changing now, we're getting a lot of blowouts, which is not uncommon um, towards the end of the season. But this this is a this is a not hot premium quality round of football for mine, and and obviously related to origin. Um, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, but it is what it is. It is what it is, and you know until they put origin at a different time or suspend the competition, which I don't see happening. This is what we're, we're dealt with. And I almost, you know, I didn't say it earlier, but I was thinking it. I almost think the NRL don't care because it's, it's like the whole salary cap theory. It's uh, bringing the field back together. They, they want a tight competition. And if good teams lose, Due to you know players uh, being out and that creates a closer competition, then you know they're not they're not going to care so much. But anyway, we'll we'll still watch the footy. We'll still watch all the games. We'll still be tuned in. Rama, so I think if if South lose this game, that really makes it difficult for them to to get into the top four. I think. Oh yeah, um, like, they can still do it. They're good enough, <laughs> but. It really makes it harder for them. Um, there was an important win last week when they got over the Warriors. But uh, 
if they were to drop this game against the Bulldogs, a team that most other sides that are contenders will beat and beat twice if they play them twice, like the Sharks, um, then that really... You don't make the top four. Your job's tough um, to win the comp. So if you'd really want your team to be able to overcome uh, the Bulldogs, uh, and and they'd have no trouble doing it if if you know you put the Origin players in there and say, okay, um, you know Bulldogs, you can have that old car. It's a dead rubber. Um, we don't leave the players out, you know. That's what they used to do in the past. Um, if it was a dead rubber, the guys could go and play for their club side and then back up for origin. Um, South would win for sure, no doubt. Uh, but as it stands, I, I think there is some doubt there. And if it costs them a top four, it potentially costs them a premiership, I think. It's funny you mentioned like top four. I was like, oh yeah, like <laughs> the way they've been going recently and struggled through this middle part of the season. I'd just be happy for them to make the eight. A lot of the talk oh, about make South the fans, make the a eight. lot of the talk about South fans is um, <coughs> make the eight, ensure you've got everyone on deck, go from there, and that's that's where they've been. But. Who knows? I, I, I agree with you. It's going to be tough. There could be some upsets this week. Um, tipping's been a nightmare for everyone recently. Um, take our advice at your peril and uh, enjoy the footy this week. Yeah, have a good, uh, have a good weekend, everyone, and uh, we'll be back next week. See you guys. Take care. Thanks for listening.